Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, welcome to the podcast. It is January the 20th, 2022. This is episode number 152, and we're talking about shortening the supply chain or being less dependent on the grocery store. We want to thank ProLine Digital Group for sponsoring this episode. ProLine Digital Group is involved in building and maintaining websites. They build apps. They host and maintain those websites. And they design logos. And we'll talk a little bit more about them in a few minutes. But our topic today is shortening the supply chain or being less dependent on the grocery store. Now let's talk about that supply chain for a minute. And here we're talking about the consumer goods supply chain. And between every single one of these steps or points, there is shipping that occurs by ships, planes, trains, trucks. But when we're talking about consumer goods, we're talking about things like automobiles, electronics, toys, things that are durable goods. All of these are made from things that have ultimately come from raw materials that have to be mined or harvested. And then those raw materials are shipped to where those raw materials can be made into steel or aluminum or plastic or glass or whatever the need might be. From there, it's shipped to the components and parts makers and they build the component cases. They build the electronic controls, the motherboards, the switches and knobs, even the engines for automobiles or bumpers for automobiles. And they store all of these up and then they ship them out to the various manufacturers. And the manufacturers use these components to build or to assemble whatever it is that they're building. If it's an automobile, if it's a television, whatever it is, they put all of the parts together. From there, it's shipped to the distributors, and it's stored there until it's sold, and it can go one of two ways. It can go to very large accounts, these multi, multi hundreds or thousands of big box stores that can buy direct, or they can go to wholesalers, which stores them and ships them out to smaller accounts. The the store, the mom and pop store that wants to buy one, two, three, four of these, they can't go direct and buy in large quantity, but they can buy from wholesalers. And then these things are shipped to those retailers and then they're purchased by the consumer. But let's talk specifically today about the food supply chain. Go all the way back to the farm. The farmer buys the fertilizer, he buys the seeds, and he buys the fuel. He prepares the land, he plants it, he grows it, and he harvests it. Once it's harvested, it's shipped to a food processor collection point, and these trucks go from the field to this single point. They're they're going all over the region. They're collecting from the farmer, and they're taking it to this collection point. And at this collection point, there may be some processing that goes on, like shucking or grinding. And then when it's prepared, it goes out by truck or train and shipped to the processor where it's cleaned and cooked or canned or frozen and it's packaged and labeled and from there it goes to a distribution point 
distributor or it ships to the retailer and it's stocked, shelved, and sold. And we as consumers come along and purchase those items. Now, a break or a slowdown can occur anywhere along the way. And we're seeing some of those supply chain breaks even now. Now, let's take a short break for our sponsor, and we'll come back in just a minute. ProLine Designs is becoming ProLine Digital Group, bringing all their services together. Apps, design, digital marketing, and web services. Do you have a business, a church, or an organization that needs an app? ProLine Digital Group. They can design logos for your company. They can help you start a podcast and provide artwork. They can build, maintain, and host your website. ProLine Digital Group. They can also assist with digital marketing. They have lead generation. This will bring more leads for your product or service. Are you self-employed? For example, are you a landscaper, a painter, a roofer, a builder, a real estate agent? Or are you a representative for a corporation? ProLine Digital Group. Check them out. They're linked on our website and the show notes. Now, there's several ways to prepare for breaks or shorten or even eliminate the supply chain. One is to grow some of your own food. Very good idea for preppers. We need to become less dependent on the grocery store and more dependent on our own. And we can do that by starting a garden. Now, we're probably not going to, most of us are not going to be able to grow all of the food we need for a year. But we can supplement and we can add to what we're able to buy. Now, we start a garden. We can do that as an in-ground garden by plowing up an area. We can even use flower beds or things that are already tilled up to be able to plant food instead of flowers. We can build raised bed gardens. We'll do an episode on gardening here before long. But another thing, and Krista and I have done this several times, is bucket garden, where we actually use the buckets to plant in, and they stay above ground. We're able to water them. We're able to harvest them, and they're just out in the middle of the backyard right in the sun. So bucket gardens are a good way to go. And once you're raising food, you can begin to trade with others. For example, someone else may be raising corn and you trade beans for that corn. Or you're raising tomatoes and they're raising cabbage and you can barter back and forth and trade this food. But if you live in an area where it's allowed, you can also raise chickens. Chickens will provide eggs for you. And there's nothing better than those farm fresh eggs when it comes to cooking. And in addition to raising chickens for eggs, you can raise chickens for meat. Speaking of meat, you can raise your own beef or lamb or goats or rabbits. If it's allowed in your area, you can do that. Certainly we can hunt and fish. Not only will that provide food for us, but it also brings relaxation, or at least it does to me. Now, another thing that you can do, even if you're not raising your own food, is you can locally source some of your food. You can find these local farms that are the you-pick farms, and you can go out there and pay and pick by the basket or by the bushel or whatever, and it saves you money because it's saving the farmer money in that he's not paying labor to be able to harvest that food. So you can buy it by the bushel, you can buy it by the basket or by the bag or by the pound, but it's a great way to go to locally source some of your food. You can also go to the farmer's market and you can do it the same way there. You can buy a bushel or you can buy a basket. 
You can buy it by the pound any number of ways, but from the farmer's market, it's usually better food than you'll get in the grocery store, and it's going to be less expensive as well. Another option is to forage for food. Get a book on wild edible plants and scout your areas. Now, some of the common ones are blackberries and blueberries, but there are so many other things that you can find in the wild. And I'm told that dandelions, almost every part of the dandelion plant is edible. So get that book on wild edible plants and begin to forage if you want to supplement your food in that way. And if we're bringing all this food in, we're either going to the farm and getting it or the farmer's market, we need to learn to preserve that food. Most any kind of food can be preserved in some way or another. One and the most common is canning that food. We can can that food and it will last for an extended period of time. We can eat during the winter having fresh vegetables. And that's the way grandma did it. We can also freeze it. And if we're freezing that food, we need a backup way to keep that freezer working if the power goes out. That's all a part of our lights out plan, our electrical plan. So another thing that you can do is dehydrate food. You can do this with an electric dehydrator. I've done that with a number of things. You can also do it with solar like Grandma did by spreading it out on a pan, covering it with some type of screen, and placing it in the sun. She did that with dried apples, or she did that with apples to dry for making apple turnovers later during the year. You can also smoke food, smoke meat. Uh, You can make it into jerky. You can do all kinds of things. You can store it in salt. You can salt it. You can pickle vegetables, all kinds of ways that you can preserve that food. Now, just to run back across this, We want to self-source some of our own food, either by gardening or raising meat or hunting and fishing. We want to locally source some of our own food from the farm or the farmer's market or by foraging. And we want to learn to preserve that food. We'll eat healthier, we'll save money, and we can set aside more food for prepping by doing this. We certainly thank ProLine Digital Group for sponsoring the podcast, and we will see you next time. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast today. Hopefully you've learned something, picked up a tip, or something we said may have triggered a thought that will help you in your prepping journey. If you haven't already, go ahead and click that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode, and share it with your friends and family. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.